Listening to the iZombie podcast, Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I'm good at hosting podcasts. What are you good at? <laughs> uh, my name is Stephanie, and I don't want to be an astronaut <laughs> because space is scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me of a friend of ours. <laughs> Uh, Des is probably not listening, but maybe if you know Des, you you might snicker. Uh, yes, uh, we're back for discussion of dirt nap time. Um, and uh, if you're hearing some extra background noise, I mean, our podcasts are always eventful. And tonight we're featuring a thunderstorm in my area. So <laughs> I'm on battery life, so I won't get zapped while I podcast. If power goes out, I'll be doing this by, you know, in the dark, but the laptop should still work and still record. Uh, You're having Alabama weather up there. I'm having some Alabama weather in Vermont. <laughs> it's super <laughs> hot, and I'm so happy that it's thunderstorming. But thunderstorms make noise. <laughs> oh, well. Do, anyway. do we have any news? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the ratings. Uh, <laughs> dirt, dirt Nap Time got, got a point three. <laughs> we had .86 viewers. Which is like out of a million, kind of. So it was like eight hundred and sixty thousand or something. Terrible, terrible ratings. But guess what, suckers? We already got a season four. What? What? (laughs) So can't cancel us now. It's kind of like you know, like you were running away, going ah ah ah. ah. You said we could have another season. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can have terrible ratings. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, uh, that was really interesting. The uh, listening to Josh and Melissa today talk about how he had From that the one conversation with, podcast, with the formerly yeah. of the iZombie You Zombie podcast. Yeah, awesome. talking about the talking to the cancellation bear, or whoever he is now. TV Grim TV Reaper. TV by the TV Grim Reaper. Yeah, yes. talking about how networks don't cancel their shows nope. anymore. They're just they're saving them up to. For online content. Were you trying to hint at the fact that uh, we both competed against each other in a contest over TV shows that would be canceled and what would be renewed? And I won the contest. I know, and I cannot believe that. You did not win. I know. I was like seventh place. (laughs) I thought I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) The The world is different now. I, I think I, you know, I didn't exactly game the system, but I was thinking of our modern TV landscape and how nothing seems to get canceled, you know? Uh, and then, you know, they'll give something at least a shot for another season and then they'll cancel it. But so I, I think I picked the most amount of shows that I didn't think was going to get canceled, and that's how I ended up winning. I was hmm. just like, none of these shows will be canceled. <laughs> And I, I picked a couple that I thought were definitely going to be canceled. Anyway, nobody cares about this, but hey, I got like a twenty dollars gift card out of it. So, I'm, I'm all happy. right. Yeah, I just I didn't think this would be a good episode. Like I thought it would mm-hmm. be silly, and you know what? It kind of was silly, but it kind of <laughs> worked. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's not. I, I mean, 
our, our good friend Cheyenne wrote in, and it's like probably one of her favorite episodes ever. Um, personally, hmm. I, I thought there was some great stuff in it, but I wasn't like overall like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. I mean, all I zombie episodes are awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad episode. <laughs> this is why we have a but, podcast because it's not like we're uh-huh. like watching The Walking Dead and going, "This episode sucks." What do we talk about? <laughs> no, I Zombie's <laughs> awesome, and there's always stuff to talk about. Yeah, I mean, what I liked was the brain, the 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 murder mystery of the week was a grown up, you know, <laughs> mystery where you know, uh, you know. Infidelity and mm-hmm. uh, he's a womanizer and yeah. he's uh, and oh this this couple has an open marriage it's it's a very adult uh, story but in compa- compared to the silly childish of the the brain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well yeah I I enjoyed the probably the case all right it just kind of happened and went through and did its thing um but uh i i did enjoy the developments and the other things of course uh even more so uh okay so i did want to mention in our news segment that um uh the cw upfronts were today and uh there was like rose raul and rob i robert buckley uh you know all our friends um were there um, but there wasn't actually like a presentation where they got to sit on stage and talk about their show. Like I hoped that they usually, like they usually do during upfronts, but it was like a really quick upfront. It was like less than an hour. They're upfronts. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the CW, uh, has like three new shows that they're pushing through to, um, to the fall season. And, uh, it's, it's, it's definite. iZombie is coming back. In the spring, it's ne- some people are like, hmm, maybe it'll be a fall premiere. Maybe they'll like pick it up for a full twenty-two. So, sorry, it's going to be another you know spring premiere. Hopefully, it won't be pushed as far as April. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. It'll probably be another thirteen episode season. I mean, they didn't say anything about this, but I'm just assuming it wasn't on their fall schedule. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, and see how many episodes Legends. Uh, I'm going to say Legends of the Fall. Legends of Tomorrow gets because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that's what held us up last time. They were they were in our spot, and uh, then they all of a sudden got more episodes added onto their season, and our show got pushed a little further along. So we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. Um, so that's it for our news. So let's get into Dirt Nap Time. We're at episode 7 already of season 3. 7 out of 13. Um, written by Deirdre Mangan, who is, uh, one of my favorites cause she's just, I don't know, I, I, man, I was so upset that I had such, I have such a, like a busy weekend. I was going to like beg her for an interview because she's just so fun to follow on Twitter. She's super snarky. Um, she actually live tweeted during this, during her episode and ended her live tweet by writing, thanks for watching kiddos. And remember love is an addiction and a disease. And it ruins people's lives. Hashtag iZombie. <laughs> so it's <just> like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, she did actually tweet, I think, today and said that she just saw Mark Duplass's uh, Blue Jay, that movie with Sarah Paulson. And she said it put paddles to her dead heart. So she's uh, feeling better now. 
Um, oh, good. But yeah, she wrote uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Matter, Even Cowgirls Get the Black and Blues, Mr. Berserk, Flight of the Living Dead. And we also have like a steady iZombie director, Michael Fields, who's directed nine episodes of iZombie already. So we got a, we got a good team here. Um, shall we get into the case first? Sure. All right. Let's uh, talk about Jamie Brennan singing on his guitar to the kindergartners. And um, yeah, they're doing this thing where um, like you spend some time with the victim, it seems. And then like, like all of a sudden in the next scene, they're dead and we're at their crime scene. <laughs> and there's not- yeah. Cause a lot of times before we, we never even knew the victim until. Yeah. But it's, this is, yeah. this is weird because we don't actually, I mean, I guess it's hard for us to figure out who the murderer is if we see the murder, but you would think that you'd see the murder before they go to the crime scenes. It's kind of show that yes. And this, then he got murdered and here we are now at the crime scene, but now it's kind of like he's alive. He's, he's, he's a person. He's got issues with other, you know, he's, he's a womanizer and in the next scene and Clive's at a house and, uh, Oh, he's, that's actually him on the floor there. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Um, uh, we have a. Uh, we also meet uh, another important character in this episode, Dante the Dragon. Um, Dante the Dragon. Okay. Very happy that Miss Eleanor is bringing out the milk. I liked how uh, Michael Fields had a nice pan up from Miss Eleanor's breasts up to her face as that line was dropped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we meet some other people there outside. It's Macy and her daughter. And then, uh, then this girl named Piper comes up screaming at them and spells out the word screwing. And then there's panties. And then Miss Eleanor's kid says, hey, that's your panties, mommy. <laughs> so it's, we got some, we got some issues here. Um, so, uh, so I know I was like, okay, well, if Liv eats his brain, what characteristics is she going to have? Yeah, it's interesting you know? because, you know, it really takes on the preschool teacher's brains. But the other thing is that he's like apparently can't keep it in his pants. <laughs> it's very hard to resist cheating. Uh, and we didn't really see Liv acting that out at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I like- but don't you I can't imagine that a young man who was a, a kindergarten teacher would just be like he's just these young moms are around constantly mm-hmm. helping out in class picking their kids up oh, yeah. you know he's constantly having this uh, interaction <laughs> with these young moms yeah with these hot young moms hot young moms the one thing I was sad about about this brain was that as soon as I saw him pick up a guitar, I was like, oh, we're going to have Liv on a guitar again. This is going to be great. And that never really happened. You know, even just to have her pick up the guitar and start singing during one of her interrogations, like the one she has with Miss Eleanor later when she makes a sock pocket puppet. If she pulled, out, pulled up a guitar and started singing like an ABC song or something to, I don't know. Uh... I love in the next scene, the forensics guy is really irritated because Clive is just sitting there waiting for his favorite Emmys to show up and he's not really interested oh. much about what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. And then we, because we realize what it is, he's so excited to see Liv. He wants to see her cured. Yeah. 
And when she comes looking like she usually does, he's like, "What? What's going on?" You know, he's actually was- he says to Ravi, "Why is she still blonde?" And I was like, "Clive, she's she was blonde." Before she was a zombie. Well, but I knew what he meant. Why? Yeah, she, why understand. does she still look the same? Yeah. Why does she? Why does she not look normal? Why does it? She, no, she wasn't blonde. Remember, she was a brunette. Oh, dirty blonde. I'll give dirty blonde. Well, oh, yeah, but now now Rose is blonde. Yeah. But Liv, she had she she was a brunette. Maybe I'm. All right. Well, I know I'm I'm remembering this and um, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I just I just thought she was like dark blonde, but maybe it was brunette. Let's watch the series over again. (laughs) (laughs) Like we just starts tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, So we see the body and uh, Jamie has 14 nails in his head. And then we hit this commercial, and my wife and I were like, oh, my God, what is the title going to be? Like, I was like, I don't know. Uh, uh, nailed it. Uh, dude got nailed. Uh, something about, like, nailing the mommies. And then the commercial comes back, and, it's, and the title card says, hit the nail on the head. And I was like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in a couple, I think next week, I'm hoping to get the writer of next week's episode on for an inter- interview, John Bellina, and he's the guy behind a lot of these uh, title credits. So uh, I'll be oh god, about yeah, this. it'll be like two peas in a pod. Two, two it's, it'll be a pun off. It'll be punishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm pretty certain that he'll destroy me though. Uh, so, all right. Um, so. Uh, so there's a sheets are stolen, a nail gun is missing, and then we see the the refrigerator magnet, magnet say ST thirty six, STD thirty six, and Ravi says that STTD number one taught me some hard lessons, which is funny. <laughs> and then we go to the brain being chopped off and made it to PB and J pinwheels, and I love this yeah, one. Just... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, what? Well, I love this one because the, the, the sound effects that were going on, the slide whistle, the train whistle. Oh. <laughs> so funny. But uh, I, like I want to eat kids. those. Like without the brain. I want to make those for my kids. But I'd probably make it terribly. <laughs> anyway. Um, I make PB. I make uh, Morgan's almost 19 and I make PB and J sandwiches every day. <laughs> but those little pinwheels, <laughs> so you roll them up. That's cool. Not, not not pinwheels, but yeah. <laughs> um, so they talked to Mrs. Zelensky, and I had to point her out because this is played by uh, Camille Mitchell, who I know as Sheriff Nancy Adams from Smallville. Uh, I was like, oh, oh, she looks familiar. There's actually a few different people that look familiar. We'll, we'll go through them. But, um, she most yeah, rec- she does seem very familiar. Well, did you watch Legion? Yes. Yeah, she was on Legion as well. She played Dr. Bates. She was like in one episode. Uh, anyway, she's looking for Choochie Bean, the the guinea pig. Choochie Bean. And uh, that's where Liv's like, I'm good at finding things. What are you good at? And uh, there's this whole thing where she's like scuttling across the floor while Clive's trying to interview her. And then she pulls out Dante the dragon and like is telling her that police officers are her friends. And uh, and Malcolm uh, Goodwin tweeted out that this this whole thing like kept cracking him up. The whole thing like her crawling around in the background and then doing the puppet voice. 
Very funny. So we find out he's a womanizer through uh, Mrs. Zelensky. Well, we already knew that, but this is where we have our big guest star come in for the interview. That's Piper, played by Shanae Grimes Beach, who uh, got like a – she got mentioned in the uh, synopsis, the next week's synopsis. Like this is this is a, a CW star apparently. I had never watched the new 90210. <laughs> I did not either. <laughs> she was she was in that. I guess she was uh, on Degrassi as well. So uh, two things that uh, I just missed. I did notice that she has a tragus piercing, and that those every time I see those, I'm like, ah, what is that? Well, you know that little nubbin that kind of protects your ear hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like your inner ear—that little nubbin that sticks out and protect, kind of protects your ear hole. You push yeah. that in if you want to plug your ears. Yeah, uh, that's your tragus, and she had a piercing going through that. I'm just like, ah, yeah, no, thank you. No. <laughs> yeah, when I get a sore on my ear, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, this is miserable. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's during this interrogation, she calls Macy a bitch. And that's when Rose is like, ah, ah. <laughs> hands on top, everybody stop, and gives Piper a timeout. <laughs> to which Clive is just like, uh, I'm trying to question, uh, and she's like, she, she's got a timeout, you know. And Clive just, I know that's what I was like, oh, this is so silly, <laughs> but but then it was like, oh, but you know, he's such a womanizer and. He's cheating on his girl because you know she's a single mom yeah. and she thought that she could trust him. And yeah. then there's the other girls, the other women, and one woman's married and being followed by the private eye and yeah. open marriage and blah blah blah. So like the um, contrast between oh it's so silly and oh it's so grown up. Yeah. And it's it's weird. Like Jamie, Jamie seems to be this guy that, like, I don't know. He's he kind of plays the card of like I'm listening, you know. So I guess that's uh-huh. that's the big thing that comes out. Like Liv sometimes sounds very patronizing on this pre-K pre-K brain, you know. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, so yeah, Piper says that Macy just wanted Jamie because she was bored. And um, and the next thing is uh, the title card is racking my brain. Um, Macy, yeah, because her boobs are out. Yeah, rack <laughs> and my brain. Uh, Macy says she's been sleeping with Jamie for months, and you know she was like found out that Piper was getting serious with him, and was like, "Oh shoot, what? How do I tell her?" Um, and Liv talks about like how she learns by listening. And mentions the Spanish for listen is escuchar. <laughs> uh, anyway, Macy's alibi is Will. Turns out Will is cool with open relationships. At, le- at least at this point, that's what we think. And uh, yeah, and he says that they wa- he watches from the closet. Quiet coyote. <laughs> <laughs> Ears open, mouth closed. Stop listening and learn. <laughs> I've actually pulled that one out a couple times since I've uh, uh, watched this episode. Quiet Coyote. It's what do your kids say? What? <laughs> yeah, what? I even make the hand, the hand, like the <laughs> ears with the fingers. The yeah. ears. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just look at me like I'm a crazy person pretty much. 
nothing new. Eleanor's interview is in the classroom, and it turns out she's just this lonely mom. Or actually, I think she's one of the teachers there. She's lonely, and her husband was on a uh, fishing boat, so like he's like a deadliest catch guy. So, uh, oh, that's when I was like, oh, can you name other careers that involve a boat? <laughs> Clive's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then you notice that her just kind of like looking at those the socks and the googly eyes, <laughs> and then it just pans away from from her and as she's constructing this puppet. And uh, you know, she's really worried about telling her husband, having Clive tell her husband. But, uh, yeah, he has to. He has to. Sorry. And then the husband starts crying. All of a sudden, Liv starts bringing the sock puppet up slowly, and Clive pushes it back down again. <laughs> and then it was so cute. Like in the second watch, I noticed that Liv was just kind of like biting her lip, you know, like, oh, I just <laughs> want to say something. Um, according to Deirdre Mangan, the sock puppet gag is uh, Bob Dearden's gag. So. Awesome, Bob Dearden. Uh, can't wait to talk to him again. Um, so Liv has a vision of Piper begging to be let in the night of the murder. And in the next scene at Clive's yeah, desk. Well, wait, oh, but Piper tells, yeah, Piper tells them that she broke it off with him when she found out that he was sleeping with right. the other one. And uh, and then in Liv's. <laughs> She's begging for him to come back or just talk Yeah. I love Liv standing over her, arms folded. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm in trouble? <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked, uh, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm always joking, like, oh, they're making a big deal out of this guest star. This Shanae Grimes Beach. But uh, I've never seen her on anything, but I really liked her. So uh, yeah. maybe we should start looking for her more often, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a talk about a black civic. And uh, the next scene, uh, I love the the title is uh, a decorated officer, and it's because uh, Liv's giving Clive stickers now. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end, he he liked getting stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a superstar? Damn straight. <laughs> um, and I also love that. Um, like she's got this whole, she's got his notepad all decorated, you know, and it's giving him stickers for. Great bedside manner, and te- and I loved how she gave him a star for telling the spouse about her cheat about the cheating partner. It, it, you know, because it's just like you know these all these women are cheating on their spouses, and maybe their spouses should know that they're cheaters. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then like at the end of the scene, you notice that she's got her own reward chart, and I freeze framed it, and it said um, kept Will's interview PG. <laughs> <laughs> and made a valiant a- attempt to cheer up potential suspect Eleanor via sock puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Just like giving herself a sticker. So anyway, the license plate uh, on the bl- black Civic, which is interesting because um, Clive has, or Clive, Liv has this vision of the car going away. And then Clive is like, hey, do you think it's a license plate? And he kind of like shows her the numbers the letters and the numbers on uh, his notepad, and she is able to kind of remember. Uh huh. It was they didn't make the sound effect of the vision happening again, but it was as if she could remember the detail of her vision. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Um. 
So we've tracked down Coleman Baker, P.I. And I like that guy. He is very handsome. Uh, Roger Cross. He, yes. What? It's Roger Cross. He's like in every you, Vancouver show. Yes. He was in X-Files. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in yep. Continuum. Yep. Oh, come on. You Where know, else do we know him from? I know him mostly from 24. Plays uh, Curtis Manning. Um, he was like Jack Bauer's partner for a few seasons. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, Malcolm Goodwin like tweeted out that uh, he was it, he was almost like starstruck. <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, it's <laughs> Curtis Manning. I'm really hoping they bring him back because like not only is he a, a, a great actor, you know, that's it's just awesome. Like he's got this great personality. But, like, it's just, but he could – I could see him helping them in so many different ways. Yeah. He he could be a part of so many different cases. He could also be yeah. kind of like a Vinnie Van Lowe where, you know, his case is running against their case, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when they go into his office and it's just the most private detective office you've ever seen. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, at first I want to like ding like the, the set decorator, but like, come on, he's back a little bit on the private detective. But – and he, he's even dressed in like trench coat. But I made up my own mythology like Coleman Baker is just this guy and, you know, he just loves PI movies. And maybe he's got to sell – like to make more money, he's got to sell like the P, the PI thing. So when you walk into his office, it's like being in a noir film, you know? <laughs> I don't know. He just had like certain things like hung up and the, sh- the way the shades were and it just seemed like a noir movie when he walked in there. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I liked, <laughs> but yeah, I like him. Yeah. And I liked how he was helpful without like d- betraying. I, I, he essentially betrayed his client, but he didn't right. say anything. He just mm-hmm. let them look around and there was mm-hmm. photos of Macy on the wall. And, uh, yeah. Liv tells Macy you're in big trouble, young lady. It turns out the husband had P.I. following him, and yeah, it turns out that he wasn't a big fan of watching. He found out about it. He went and killed um, Jamie with the nail gun. Macy grabbed the sheets to cover it up, and they made up the story that they're like swingers. So that was it for the case. Anything more about the case or the brain you want to talk about? Uh, Nope. Nope. Let's move on. Let's to, get to the good stuff. Let's go on. Yeah, <laughs> let's get on to Blaine. Uh, Poor Blaine, he's so brokenhearted. <laughs> I'm like, why am I feeling bad for him? I don't want to feel bad for him. He's killed a lot of teenage runaways. He's murdered children. I should not feel bad for him. Anyway, we've got a we've got a lengthy email from Tim that argues uh, the case for Blaine again this week. So uh, I'll, I'll read that to you and see what you think. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, it actually starts off, uh, I, I kind of weaved it in here because we have to, you know, get to where we see him first and which, which is like at the end of the episode last week, major is telling Liv about where his dose went to. And in here at the beginning of this one, he says that Natalie's got the dose and Liv's kind of like sputters off, like, yeah, it's like zombie hooker friend. <laughs> and then like yeah. immediately apologizes for it. Cause she's. Stressed, you know, she's pissed. Yeah, she could be human now, and now she's like decided to take it out on Blaine. And another thing that's funny is that Ravi is like, "Hey, hey, hey, it might not be Blaine, you know, it could be Donnie." And the person that talks Liv into focusing more on Blaine is Peyton. <laughs> yeah, Peyton's mad at, Peyton's at, mad Blaine. at Blaine. Yeah, she's she's hurt too. 
And he's like, she's like, oh, you could be at his gig right now. And Robbie's like, not helping. But yeah, they uh, we go to Blaine's gig, and he's the song he's singing is uh, "Misty Blue" by Dorothy Moore, which is from 1975. Uh, Blaine, fan of the 70s. Uh, and he he's not doing too well. Uh, I mean, I think I, th- I thought he's he sung it all right, but like nobody in that club did. Yeah, it's just like yeah, whatever. Um, and he goes outside and walks right into a uh, full-on zombie punch. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Liv as in full-on zombie mode lately, have we? No, no. And I remember people were like. Uh, like on Twitter and, and stuff, and like in the fandom, we're like, oh my god, we're going to see Liv in full-on zombie mode again, you know, and I was, um, they were excited because it was in the preview, but I just kept thinking, like, they don't really, I don't you know, please, prove me wrong, show, and all of a sudden have an episode where Liv just goes freaking nuts, <laughs> and like, goes after a bunch of people in full-on zombie mode, but they don't seem to want to lean into that at all, they they pull that out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I guess it's to keep the surprise... Um, I like how she says, up, scum. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, chokes the hell out of him and calls him a murderer, drug dealer, thief. And Blaine says, midnight hooker. <laughs> so anyway, um, Blaine. Now, pro- do you know that song? Do you know that reference? <laughs> of course. That's the Eagles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was uh, uh inside joke, folks. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, Steve Miller Band, uh, the Joker. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Blaine's like, it wasn't me. It's, you know, and she's asking where Donnie is. He doesn't know where Donnie is. And it's funny when they walk away, like, there's these guys in the background. It's just like, she take your lunch money, too. Oh, <laughs> so. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's when we go to Shady Plots. And he's all bummed. He's got his shades on. And we see Candy. Carrie Ann Fleming returns to the show. Um, and she's zombie. I have to re- remind myself she's a zombie. Blaine's not a zombie right now. Okay. Um, and she's trying to get him back to work. And we get this little montage of them working on brain orders together. And Blaine's got using bare hands. Kind of gross. I don't know. <laughs> Would you work on brains <laughs> in your bare hands? Uh no. Uh-huh. I guess like any any other food, if my hands were clean, I could probably work on it with bare hands. But I don't know. I mean, it's just something about human brains. Um, I mean, if you're a zombie, you're like licking your fingers and stuff. But uh, so Candy's like trying to reach out to him, and she's like, "Oh, should I take the rest of the day off?" And he's like, "Oh, when have I ever cared what you do?" Which I'm like, "Ouch." Yeah. Uh, and then so just is is Candy in love with him? Did Candy, did him and Candy have a thing? Yeah, they hooked up. That's how she got turned into a zombie. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know where she disappeared to. She hooked up with him, woke up as a zombie. He got his throat slit, thrown into a grave, and then after they got back in the grave, she after he got out of the grave. Um, she was gone. I think we saw like her eating brains and Donnie walked in and saw her eating brains and was like, oh mm-hmm. man. Um, but, uh, yeah, oh, this was after, stuff. uh, Angus cut her finger off. Yes. Which okay. she has, she's still got her, all her fingers though. Right. I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think it looks like she, I don't know. I, I, I meant to look closer this time, but, 
Uh, so the only other scene with Blaine is if we fast forward right to the end where uh, Donnie's playing chopsticks on his organ. That didn't sound right at all. I'm going to take that back. Uh, <laughs> his uh, pipe organ. Uh, nope, not his pipe. <laughs> he comes in and Donnie is hmm. playing music. Yes, that's it. <laughs> and, and then Donnie and Tanner. Is that his name? Yeah, Tanner. Dino and even Candy, who's like, you know, A2 Candy. Um, yeah, she's like, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. So Donnie is taking Blaine's brain yeah. uh, business. And at first, I thought this was like, Donnie is just like, you know, screw it. I'm, I don't care what Angus says. I'm just going to move on this guy mm-hmm. and, and, and take him down and take his business. But as we see at the end of the scene, uh, Angus knows full well what's going on So maybe he did order it And then he orders Dino To give Blaine a little message Which was a uh, shot to the gut And then to make it slow and painful And then right when he's about to shoot Blaine in the head um, Blaine protests and says he's got a, a bunch of money So Is Blaine dead? <laughs> no No <laughs> I love how they left that as a cliffhanger. I, I I tweeted out after that. I was like, Blaine ain't going out like that. Come on. <laughs> no. So that's it for Blaine. Let's get into Peyton. Um, okay. We're still in the Dominatrix case. James Weckler. Um, and we have a public defender here who doesn't get a character name. But I was like, this guy looks so familiar. <laughs> yeah. I was dying. I was like, come on. I even tweeted the, the writer's room. I was like, tell me who this who this actor is. Because it wasn't on on IMDb. Oh, and, I recognized his name in the credits. Yeah, I didn't even look at the Adam, credits. Adam Kaufman. Adam Kaufman. Who is Parker. Parker. Parker Abrams. Season four. Buffy the Vampire Buffy. Slayer. Mm-hmm. Also, a nicer character. Uh, recently covered. Dawson's Creek. On we Don't Want to Wait podcast. Dawson's Creek plays Ethan. Ethan. He, uh, okay, according to his IMDb, he is uh, known for the first gay kiss in a, on a one-hour drama Great. in network history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a good season at Dawson's Creek, um, and of course there's a Rob Thomas connection too. He was on an episode of Veronica Mars, and he was playing um, Jessica Chastain, Jessica Chastain's angry artist boyfriend. So Jessica Chastain is also on Veronica Mars, and he played her like angry artist boyfriend in an episode. So. Uh, he. I, I. I was listening for it, and I even looked at IMDb. I'm like, all right. So, and I, I think like a day later, he was listed. He was listed on IMDb um, as being in this episode, but he doesn't have a name. So I just wrote down public defender because that's what he's playing. So I'm, I'm hoping they bring him back. It seems like he's coming back at the end of this. It seems like it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's pointing out that James Weckler couldn't afford Sweet Lady Pain. Also, he was mentally ill. And Peyton's like, I'm going to drop those blackmail charges if he gives me the memory card. Mm-hmm. And so um, in the next scene, Weckler says, that's the one thing that's keeping me alive. And then all of a sudden, Harry Thorne walks in, the high-priced lawyer, played by Serge Hood. He's been in a couple episodes of 
iZombie already. Remember? Really? He was in The Exterminator. I forget um, who he was representing there, but I do know, I do remember him from Real Dead Housewife of Seattle. Um, she was, or he was uh, defending the, the girl that got murdered, her husband that I believe Vaughn ultimately kills. Anyway. Uh, so he, yeah, he's sometimes he's he's Harry, he's Harry Thorne. He's sometimes even billed as high-priced lawyer. <laughs> but uh, yeah. mm-hmm. so um, he just kind of walks in, whispers in Weckler's ear, and immediately our friend uh, Park, Parker Abrams <laughs> is fired. <laughs> uh, so and then Peyton's like, "Hey, this is uh, what I'm doing. You know." We're pushing for 30 years, but I'll take 10 off if he gives that memory card in. He's like, nope, we're good with 30. So, and then we find out later that uh, Weckler hung himself and the public defender's really upset about this. So, um, and the last Peyton scene is her asking Ravi about the autopsy of Weckler. And uh, should we have Liv eat the brain? And and he's like, how soon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she comes in, and <coughs> Ravi's like, "Oh, uh, Liv's not here. Well, I'm here to see you." And he's like, "Oh, you are." Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh huh. And then Tail she's wagon. like, <laughs> "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, I just want to talk to you about this death." And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> but um, I guess Ravi's like, "Well, if we really want to get some good visions out of this, we'll have." Um, We'll have to soak it in the blue juice. We get a time period. It's 10 days you have to soak it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he says. Um, And, uh, yeah, they're like, this will really help us out, uh, but Liv's probably not going to enjoy this brain. (laughs) Probably going to be pretty creepy. All right, so that's it for that little plot. And let's go. So I wonder, is that what happens next week? Oh, uh, we can't talk about spoilers now. I know. We'll, we'll talk well, about I really didn't mean to section. ask that as a question. I mean it yeah. kind of rhetorically, sort of, in a way. Yeah. But I knew we couldn't talk about it. We should say, um, we should push the question, though. Um, who is paying, paying for Harry Thorne? Who is the person that doesn't want this memory card to be found? Is it somebody that we've seen before? Or is it somebody new? I mean, it would be more satisfying if it was somebody we've seen before. I do not know. I have no idea. The only person I can think of is Mr. Boss. But Mr. Boss is kind of, he's like, he can't come back in the country. Right. It's either, I mean, so I'm just thinking like who, who would be hurt by film of them? But then again, it's, it's, it's. It looks like perhaps Weckler didn't actually kill her, so maybe it was whoever killed her is on tape. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm old. Uh, memory card filmed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's somebody who might have murdered the dominatrix. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, unless it turns out to be one of the suspects from uh, that episode, like Johnny Frost or... Brant Stone or Yeah I don't know <laughs> I guess we'll find out It was Ravi Alright so let's move on To our next subject uh, Major and Justin 
I kind of put them together because they're the they're the new they're the new uh, Roger. Okay, Judge. What are they? What are, <laughs> what are they doing at? Uh, D. A. Baracus. D. A. Baracus's lake house. Are they protecting him? Yeah. Are they? Okay. Yeah, because because um, we find out from Harley in I think last week's episode or maybe it was the week before. Harley Johns uh, has this theory, gives this theory to Vivian that uh, the Chaos Killers, uh, or actually I think they heard it on the bug, the Chaos Killers victims that were locked up in Max Rager are probably zombies, and we need to hunt down these victims and uh, see if they're zombies, and if they're zombies, put one in their head. And so um, D.A. Baracus is um, being protected by Major and Justin, and, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. Um, so Justin realizes during this scene that Major isn't on Team Z anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knows about the cure. So Major kind of gives him the whole lowdown. Um, and Justin's like, I'll keep your secret. So um, I actually haven't – we haven't talked about the actor yet on the show. So I kind of wrote down – see, you give me an extra day. I put more work into the show. That's just how it is and uh, that just means we go on longer. <laughs> but uh, uh, this is uh, – OK. I'm going to probably murder his name. I apologize. Um, it's Tungai. It's T-O-N-G-I-Y-I. Tungai Chirissa. Tungai uh-huh. Chirissa. Um, he is from Zimbabwe, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, he's actually a, a pretty big deal there. He is nominated for several awards. He was on a soap there. Oh, yeah, and then he uh, came to America and co-starred in 2008 on this uh, f- failed NBC show called Crusoe, which was uh, based on Robinson Crusoe. He was like mm-hmm. the co-star of this big NBC show that I guess just got canceled. Um, Back when they canceled shows yeah. <laughs> uh, And then since then he's done guest appearances He's been on American Horror Story He was on Sleepy Hollow He recently had a reoccurring role on the Jim Gaffigan show On, on TV Land And uh, I guess he's also a singer uh, musical, Hashtag musical in season 4 uh, <laughs> Just saying So um, So I like, I like this actor I like this character What, what are you thinking? Oh yeah, I think he's really cute. Yeah. Especially, oh my gosh, the the scene where uh, Major brings the note to <laughs> that Liv wrote. Do you like me? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah, because it's set up with the whole the whole thing where he says he was embarrassed by his pre K teacher for passing notes, which I thought was a little weird. Like, who remembers their pre K class? But maybe it was that oh, scarring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when you're that embarrassed, like I remember in first grade when I got hit in the head with a chair and started crying and had to go to the principal. Like Aww. that's, Who you know, it's you? a major, I don't know, we at the end of the day, you know how you have to turn your chair upside down oh, on top of the desk. Somebody hit me and I cried and had to go to the principal's office. Like, you remember these things, they make a major emotional, <laughs> they're a major emotional event. Yeah. Um, Speaking of major. Major, yeah. So, because, oh, I'm sorry, I was derailing what your oh, thought was. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the well, the whole thing with Major's like, well, I'm supposed to ask you, and 
<laughs> oh, because Major suggests that uh, Liv take Justin with her to the scratching post. Right. So what are you thinking about this whole thing? I mean, we usually I, I usually run through and do a recap, but I mean, we could just it's, quickly talk about this. It's too. just re- it's just weird because Liv and Major just had zombie sex. Yeah, what but the heck Major's is going cured. on here? I know. But Major's cu- so they can't be together. I know, but it's like we know this. But it mm-hmm. like if they'd even imply that they they had a conversation about this. Yeah. It's almost like they're like, yeah, I get it. Like, even if they just even looked at each other like yeah, you know we're back. We we're back to this, and they're like, "Yeah,", yeah. but it's just kind of just kind of happens. I mean, at least Justin is aware enough to ask him about it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. um, but it's weird how it's just weird. Major, I mean, it's weird because I'm a, a jealous, petty person, and um, you know, I trap my wife in the marriage um, by blackmail. But uh, well, no, no, no. <sighs> <laughs> no, I'm just he's such a good guy. Like Major's such a good guy that I just like to me I'm like that's that's not I don't know if that's like entirely I guess fire. It, I, or, yeah, or realistic or like mm-hmm. I, I, like I just think about how I would feel. I'd be like hey, maybe give me a week. I just had mm, relations <laughs> and we can't be together now. So but still, I mean, you know, because he's, I don't know, his heart's still there, but maybe he's just used to being, you know, and, you know, kind of in the friend zone because of reasons, you know, mm-hmm. that we've talked about over and over again. But I don't know. It was, it was a little too soon for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They kind of hinted at the conversation the next day between, you know, like Liv kind of just like rushed out the door and he's like, I'm here eating ice cream. And, uh, yeah, we had sex last night, you know? <laughs> and, and she's just like, and kind of leaves. But, you know, that was kind of funny, but mm-hmm. they didn't actually have a conversation. I would have loved a conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe the writers thought that they've had that conversation already and they didn't need to do it again. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they're just like, oh, this isn't interesting. Let's just move it along. Mm-hmm. Um, much like, you know, the scene in the scratching post when uh, Justin and Liv are having that drink together and getting to know oh, each other. I loved that. I loved it too. But it was I, – I loved the way it was filmed. But, you know, my first thought was like, all right, so we're just moving this relationship along. We don't need to, to see how they get to know each other. They're good characters and we like – they look good together. And, uh, it, you know, we just need to see them silently getting along. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but it, I don't know. It just said they were so wrapped up in their conversation together that yeah. it didn't matter what was going on around them. They were the only people there. That's true. Stylishly or stylistically, mm-hmm. I guess it just kind of – we didn't need to have the dialogue. It, it Just what you're seeing right there is, you know, speaks for itself. Right. You're right. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk about some of the stuff we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I'll start right after, um, right at the beginning. Um, so uh, Major tries to discourage Zach and the other soldiers about finding the speakeasy, they're calling it. Um, but Zach ends up finding it, and there's the ghost pepper test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this like really tense scene of them eating it. And it's interesting how they're, you know, each of them, 
like as zombies are like tearing into this pepper and it's like they're just getting this rush out of it man you yeah, they're doing the dude bro thing yeah yeah but yeah exactly but it's almost like the you can manly see, masculine thing you can see major as the human in the group just kind of not being like all about that or i don't know like, yeah like, raging well, he's out. Dr- yeah he's like he's so afraid he's gonna get caught yeah uh, Fillmore Graves does not know what you know. He's and 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 then Justin knows. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm waiting for Justin to do something, you know. And he, but Justin just kind of goes along with him. He's like, yeah, and he's really enjoys it. And so Major gets the ghost pepper in his hands. I'm just like, don't do it, Major. <laughs> I expected to see him in the bathroom, like washing his mouth out. Like, gotta go to the bathroom, guys. And, <laughs> um. But uh, he gets rescued by Donnie, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> Who says the most amazing thing? And I didn't even rec- realize it until the second viewing. I, I must have been like writing something down or whatever. But he calls him Tina Major Tina Majorino, <laughs> <laughs> which was freaking hysterical. <laughs> because well, for- and and he's wearing the white jacket and, he's, and yeah. he gets up on the the bar and it, are we having fun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like two great callbacks. I mean, Tina Majorino, for those who don't know, you need to watch Veronica Mars. She was one of the stars of Veronica Mars, uh, played Mac. And Are We Having Fun Yet? Of course, is from Party Down. They, they sometimes they drop in an Are We Having Fun Yet? Uh, oh, man. I want to go back and watch Party Down again. Yeah, I wonder so. if they're going to like reboot it. I keep seeing a lot about it lately. Just keep it how it is. There's no need. Oh. Anyway, getting more and more... Against uh, revivals, I guess we'll see if tw- what happens with Twin Peaks. That'll break me. If it go- if it goes good, I'll be like a man again for revivals. And re- re- yeah, you you were just so let down by X Files. Uh, X Files broke my heart. Um, all right, so uh, so there's cruelty free brains, which I love. There's blooming brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, Justin's like, where are all these zombies coming from? And that's when we find out about zombie hookers, and Zach and the other soldiers go after the hookers, and Justin's not Justin, interested. Uh-uh, Justin is not going to pay for sex. Nope. nope. <laughs> um, that's when he asks about Liv. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the, the other scene here is uh, Liv thinking about going to question um, Donnie, and Major says she's not badass enough on pre-K brain. <laughs> And he's like, you told both me and uh, Robbie says, you told both me and Major that we could be astronauts. And Major's like, we don't all want to be astronauts. <laughs> and Liv says, the point is, you could be. <laughs> and then she says, you know, you could be a fireman. You could even be president. And that's when the uh, uh, awesome uh, Deirdre Mangan tweeted out, really, guys, any of you could be president. This is not a ridiculous statement anymore. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Major asks Liv to take Justin. He asked to court you, he says. And that's when Ravi makes the worst joke about her boyfriend history being like the drummer for Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. Wow, Ravi. <laughs> like, even Major chuckles about this. It's like, dude, like, Lowell and, and, uh, and, and, uh, Drake died. <laughs> like, they're dead. <laughs> they both got shot in the head. Dead. And... Yeah, your boyfriends keep dying. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's it's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we don't want like, anything bad to happen to Justin just because he dates Liv. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then the whole "What's going to work?" teamwork, uh, which uh, apparently is something they do sing in the writers' room. Um, so at the scratching post, Justin and uh, um, Liv go to the scratching post, and Tanner's surprised to see Liv. <laughs> Cause uh, and he's like, oh, oh, don't say anything because he, he was uh, Clive's CI. And then she orders a Bloody Mary, and Justin is good with that. And Cheyenne did email in. I'm not sure if she said it in there, but um, the girl flipped out on Twitter over this. Uh, do you know why? No, why? Because that's Liv and Lowell's drink. Oh. <laughs> I I wrote down, oh, that's funny because the girl who plays Miss Eleanor in this episode actually played Bloody Mary in episode five of Supernatural. And maybe they're making some sort of weird call out to that. That doesn't really make sense. And then, yeah, Cheyenne pointed that out on Twitter. And, um, yeah, I mean, you got to find some other drinks with that you put hot sauce in, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe they weren't thinking, but I even called her out. I was like, hey, they only had it that one time. And she, like... Schooled me and sent like two screen caps of them having it at two different <laughs> times. Like, damn. So, uh, that's at iZombieLove on Twitter, folks. I keep talking about her. Um, uh, so, uh, this is what we find out about the pre K crush, the montage. Uh, and then Donnie shows up, who's sus- suspicious of Justin, and Justin says, hashtag I'm with her. <sighs> Which I loved. And I like that, uh, you know, Liv starts telling about how the that he knew the cures were were stolen because mm-hmm. he probably st- took them, and he gets all frustrated and he can't talk. <laughs> and she says, "Use your words." <laughs> yeah, Donnie protests. He's like, "If I had the doses, I'd be rich. I wouldn't be like carrying bottles of beer or whatever, you know." So I gotta ask you, who has the doses? <laughs> And go. <laughs> well, Donnie did have a cool jacket on, and he was yeah. with a lady. <laughs> what are you trying uh, to say? What are you trying to say? Donnie I'm trying to is say, not popular with the ladies? Yeah, he's not attractive. <laughs> money is attractive. He could be making money off the brain business and uh, the bar and stuff like that. You know, it, it's just a jacket. Maybe so. And Possibly. Hey, I own this... Uh, this uh, speakeasy, <laughs> you know, and that could be attractive to ladies. I serve brains. I, you're a zombie lady. You like brains, right? Hang out with me. We'll go to the top of the cerebellum together. <laughs> uh, anyway, maybe so. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I have, and oh, yeah, okay. and like Donnie says, it would have been too uh, obvious if he had took it with just finding out about it. I know, but it's like, okay, but maybe that's like his thing. Like, it's too obvious. So, you know, that doesn't mean I didn't, he didn't take it though. Um, he could be in the middle of trying to sell him. I don't know. He wants to be quiet about it. All right. So I have seven suspects. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of who could possibly have access to this gear. So. Uh, number one suspect in everything is Blaine, of course, and uh, because Blaine knew about the cure, he knows the value of the cure. 
Um, yeah. And he did mention, I have money, I have money at the end of the episode. So where is he getting that money from? Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Donnie. Um, now, my third suspect is Angus. As I'm trying to think of, okay, so there's your immediate people. And then there's your, you know, sort of, like Angus could have found out about the cure through uh, Donnie. He could have found out about the cure um, by observing Blaine. Um, so it could be Angus. Angus could have had Dino wrestle that drawer open. Um, of course, we love him, but uh, we don't know him entirely. And his name is Justin. Justin could have been the one behind it. No. Okay, least suspected. Okay, so he's lowest okay. lowest on the suspect. So that's only right. four so far. I have three more. Vivian. Right? So Vivian knows about the cure. No. Doesn't want it reproduced. She doesn't know about the cure. She also she does have, however, access to listening devices and people that can sneak in really quick and put in listening devices all over that morgue. And she could have heard uh, about true. everything. Um, so yeah, um, Vivian could have taken it. So basically, we do, we don't trust Vivian, and we we expect Vivian to we expect her to be devious about something, but we don't know what. Right, right. And you know, one thing she could be like, "Hey, zombie homeland, I'm I'm pro zombie. I'm hashtag I'm with zombies," and uh, uh, she, you know, she's like. I like a Magneto thing, you know, like, no, you're not going to, that's the worst thing. I'm taking away the thing that's special about us. You know, we have to eliminate that cure. Uh, the next suspect on my list is Caddy. Caddy, who we haven't seen in a few episodes, however, has been in that morgue. Could be like WTF beakers and bubbly stuff. And what is Ravi doing down here? That's not autopsies. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think she knows anything about it. I think she, what little information she has, she's so confused and she doesn't know what's going on. Or she could be putting on an act. We don't know her. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And my last suspect is Natalie. Natalie, I'm saying Natalie or uh, Mr. Uh, What's-His-Face that was was her, her, you know, the guy that was taking care of her. I forget what his name was, but the... Person that they were afraid of, she was afraid of. She got the cure, the dose of the cure, and did she inject herself? Did did it happen in front of Major? We don't know this information. Major could have just left. She could have had the syringe. She's thinking about it, she hides it away. It gets discovered. The guy's like, "Hey, where'd you get this from? What is this for?" And she's like, "Oh, it's a cure. Oh, we could, I could cure you. It's okay." And then he's like, "Where did you get the cure from?" And I kind of trace it back to. The morgue, okay, that's, that's, that's a lot of leaps, but, you know, I'm just thinking... Anybody. Okay, so you're saying that right now we think that it's either Blaine or Donnie, and therefore it's going to be somebody completely different. I think that everybody's just going Blaine, Donnie, when there's, like, freaking five other people that could be involved here. There could be even more people involved here. Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> anyway we should we should wrap up this. We to talk about... Um, uh, so, yeah, we already mentioned the whole passing the note thing. Major passes the note to Justin. I love what she's like. He's like, I had a great night with Liv, but she bolted for the door at the end. And, and there's, he says, maybe she's racist. She's racist. <laughs> what? 
And then Major says kind of a dude bro thing. He's like, or worse, frigid. I'm like, oh, you, yeah. Major, that's not a good look on you. Yeah. Uh, the first thing was funny because it was it was silly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, but, like, hey, yeah. I, you know, I, like, you were a just recently, like, days ago, a sexual partner with her. And now you're like, oh, she's not giving it up to you, bro, kind of thing. But I don't know. Majors also makes stupid jokes too, and doesn't exactly. I'm sure he doesn't mean that, but I don't know. It's just like a dumb joke. Anyway, all right. So, uh, do you like me? Yes or no? That's what Liv says. Liv's note says, and he checks yes. <laughs> uh, so they get this call from Fillmore Graves, and it looks like there's a truck. Harley's truck is headed for Barakas. The truck is all wired up, so they know. Um. Where it's headed or whatever at all times And it's headed towards Baracus's So a spike strip stops Harley and his brother Bo Which I I know this because I looked it up on IMDB That guy is playing Bo Johns So mm-hmm. I just assumed brother, cousin I don't know mm-hmm. uh, We have Major in a mask and a gun Telling him like What are you here for? This is a private road And it turns out he's got gun oh, And, a, and a, a flashlight Yeah, yep because the flashlight's like in his face, yeah. like blinding him. Harley has uh, guns, duct tape, and a blood pressure cuff. I'm sure that's going to come back. But uh, that's yeah, his- because you know that's what he told uh, uh, Vivian was that you could tell a zombie because they have no blood pressure. Right, right. Like low blood, low blood pressure. Yeah. Um. So uh, Justin then comes sneaking up from behind, and that's right when Harley wants to get out of there. So he floors it in reverse and ends up running Justin right over. And they're like both like shocked that they ran somebody over. And then like Justin like rises full on zombie mode, like snapping his bones back into place. And uh, and they just gun in reverse, and that's when Justin like freaking runs down the road. Scary, scary dude Jumps on the hood Growling, red eyes um, They spin around, they set him flying And later they find they have him on tape They're sure going to believe us now And yeah, they got uh, full on zombie Justin No mask um, Yeah, because when What was it? They had a pic- Oh, the picture that the the brother that had died During the uh, party Yeah The Macrostranger party it was a brother's sent, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. He'd sent pictures, and uh, Vivian was like, "Well, you know, that could be doctored. That right. could be this. That could be that." So now they have. This is the thing. Like, pretty this, solid. This could evidence. be doctored too. Like that's it, it could, but yeah, this is more damning than yeah. yeah this yeah, could be, this could be trouble. Snapshot. Yeah. This could be very. You know. <sighs> yeah. Exactly. Just, it's going to be trouble for Justin, too. Justin was spotted in full zombie mode. Um, yeah, it's so so weird. Like, um, I was thinking about how they don't often put Liv in full zombie, full on zombie mode. And, you know, because Justin, like, it's really scary when he's on the hood. And he's, like, growling. He's, he's like, yeah, that, not in control that, at all. Uh, that stunt looked really good. Yeah, it did. But even just the optics on it, like, like you see your hero like turning into like crazy wild person. I don't know. I I'd like it, but maybe that's something they don't want live to do too often. 
But anyway, Justin, um, yeah, so Justin might be in a little bit of trouble being seen on the streets or, you know, being in trouble with Fillmore Graves. Major could be in trouble for, he's going to, he's, he can only be human so long or pretend to be a zombie so long. So, yeah, I, I see Vivian taking, what's his name? John's. What's the redneck? Harley Johns. Harley. Harley. I can see Vivian, like, taking Harley out. Sorry, all the Harleys out there listening. Sorry, all rednecks. Hey, they're not all rednecks. (laughs) Who name your children after Harley Davidson motorcycles or... Harley Quinn, man. Come on. You don't name your kid Harley Quinn? Sorry, Kevin Smith, if you're listening. Anyway, before you... uh, Please go ahead. Go go ahead. Keep before uh, I sitting, sir. Our audience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the I way, anybody he... named John out there? <laughs> John. <laughs> anyway, I can see Vivian taking Harley out for like a light lunch, or <laughs> no, like <laughs> yeah, as a threat. <laughs> yeah, killing him, or even worse, turn him into a zombie. What's he going to do? Oh. That would be cool-ish, yeah. sort of. Ish. <laughs> yeah, and then send them back to his uh, his people and be like, "What's up?" All right. Well, we got a lot of feedback to read today. Whew. Holy cow, we got a lot. Um, Do you want me to read Cheyenne's? Yes, we've been talking about her enough. We might as well have you uh, read hers. Go ahead. Okay. Hi, Robin and Steph. I have to stay. I think she means say. Okay. <laughs> I have to say, the more I think about this episode, the more I. I think it might be my favorite one yet. Really? Okay. With that said, I will say I don't appreciate how they brought Major and Liv together just to separate them again. (sighs) I understand they still can't be together, but that doesn't justify to me why Major is happy to play wingman for Liv with Justin. That's not to say I don't like Liv and Justin as a couple. I just think there needs to be a few episodes there needs to be a few episodes breather between a heavily live more storyline and live dating someone new. Yes, we agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I don't appreciate Justin stepping on Lowell's toes with the bloody Mary drink order and throw, <laughs> I had to throw that one in there, Robin. Sorry. <laughs> but regardless, primary school teacher brain is my all time favorite and the comedy between Liv and Clive is top-notch this week. So many scenes stood out. Liv crawling across the playroom, (laughs) the sock puppet in the interrogation room, the gold star for Superstar Clive. Amazing. (laughs) And sometimes guilty, I'm sometimes guilty of playing favorites on my account with Robbie and Major, with Ravi and Major, (laughs) but Liv and Clive made serious strides in my book this week. Expect to see gifts and screen caps. Is it gifs? It's gifs. It's gifs. It's always gifs. Okay, ex- expect to see gifts and screen caps of this episode <laughs> on my feed for many weeks to come. Happy podcasting, Cheyenne. Yeah. Zombie love. Hashtag, uh, uh, I zombie love. I zombie love. And, uh, you know, if you do go to our website, she is the one. Uh, she makes the um, uh, the art for our um, each of our episodes. Um, she picks out the image, fun image. And, you know, sometimes she sends me a few. like, pick one of these. And uh, yeah, it's nice. And uh, yeah, um, I have to say again, it's GIF, people. It's GIF stuff. Okay. Uh, it's it, GIF stands for Graphic Interchange Format. 
So okay. It's not graphic interchange format. Okay. Right, I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to take a timeout. Um, <laughs> how about I play a voicemail? This is our friend, Jen. Uh, Back from South Africa. Yeah, here she is. Hey, Robin. Hey, Steph. This is Jen calling in with some feedback for um, iZombie Dirt Nap Time. Um, finally caught up on the show, still catching up on the podcast, but um, enjoying hearing your thoughts as always. Um, just wanted to say I'm still watching, still enjoying. Um, I really liked this episode. I thought, although the brain was maybe a little bit of a caricature, um, I thought that, especially with the sock puppets, that there was a lot of fun times. Um, Like, looks from Clive, I really like now that he's aware of what's happening and he can just throw those side eyes um, at Liv when she's doing something just totally inappropriate during the interviews. Um, There's also just, I love when she pulled out Quiet Coyote. I used to do that all the time with kids. Um, So that really made me laugh out loud when she pulled out Quiet Coyote um, in one of the interrogations. Um, Still liking Major. I thought that we might have maybe one or two episodes where people would not know that he was human at Fillmore Graves, but maybe this means that Justin is not long for our world since he was um, videotaped, um, and now they have definitive proof of zombies. I immediately thought when he started running after the car that that was probably a bad idea, and clearly it was since they had a dash cam. Um, but, uh, it seems like Major Secret so far is safe thanks to Donnie coming in and vouching for him at the scratching post and, um, not letting on to the other, or sorry, Justin not letting on to the other, uh, Fillmore Graves zombies that he is now human. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Blaine now that Donnie has sort of stolen his clients and, um, I guess now he's also been left for dead. I don't know when we'll find out what he's doing with the blue serum. I'm assuming he's going to pay off the person who shot him. I can't think of his name right now. And, um kind of maybe hopefully try and stage a comeback with potent brains who knows that's kind of a thread that's left dangling um i still don't really know what's happening with the the plot from the previous episode with the dominatrix brain um clearly the person who confessed has been paid off and then apparently took his own life and I don't know how that's going to play into the rest of the season so I don't know overall I guess not the strongest episode but I thought it was fun in any case and I guess we have more questions than answers and hopefully that just means that the last couple of episodes for this season are really going to be jam-packed full of stuff and I'm looking forward to seeing how they kind of tie all those threads together we haven't been disappointed in the past and hopefully um we'll get all your guys's um thoughts on that as well going forward so looking forward to hearing your thoughts and uh thanks again for all the hard work you do for the podcast have a great night thanks jen that guy's name is dino you know my dad used to wear a leather jacket when he was growing up in the 60s, and on the back of that jacket, he had the name Dino on it. We used to always pick on him about that. 
just why did it say Dina? I don't know. I don't think he ever really ever explained it to me. (laughs) But I I thought it was very funny. Dino. So whenever I hear the name Dino, I I laugh. Of course, when I think I when I when I first heard about it, I was a kid and I was watching Flintstones a lot. So I was always like Dino. (laughs) Anyway, uh, did you want to read another one? Uh, you want me to pick one? one out for you? Sure. Sean. Sean. Hey, Sean. Sean. Hey, guys. Hey, guy. I think I'm going to say he means hey, guys. <laughs> uh, this week's episode was ama- was amazing. One of my favorite this season, and it's given us so much to talk about. Let's start off with the brain this week. I thought it was extremely over-the-top goofy. I originally thought this was just... Uh, so it was for comedic effect, but then I start to think about the two most recent brains and how crazy Liv was acting on them, and then it hit me. Blue juice. That's what's making Liv so cray-cray on the brains. It's a side effect from injecting the juice. Uh, I, keep going. Sorry. Now I'll admit it's most likely not true, but hey, it's just a theory. And a zombie theory, thanks for watching. But speaking of juice, let's talk about uh, – <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Okay. Sean's thanks for, sentences here. <laughs> but speaking of juice, let's talk about the Dom case. I'll be honest. I'm not sure where this plot is going, but my best guess is that it has something to do with Mr. Boss. Yeah. See, you said the same thing. I, I thought yeah. we're done with Mr. Boss. Uh, now, the no, question remains. One of those dangling threads, you know. Go ahead. He could pop up at any moment. Mm-hmm. Now, the question remains: Who stole the cure? Donnie's reasoning makes sense, and Blaine's doesn't. Blaine doesn't have enough of a motive. But who else knows about the cure? Unless, nah. From Sean, P.S. Isn't Justin the coolest guy? He seems so nice and trustworthy. And I'm sure Liv's new boyfriend, not a new zombie boyfriend, will work out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. So I think he's insinuating what you're saying, that Justin seems all yeah. uh, honorable and trustworthy. But I don't trust anybody. You know. I don't even trust the, 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 the nice zombie hooker, Natalie. <laughs> it could be any of them. <clears throat> All right. Well, I have uh, Tim's opus here to read. And, uh, oh, Tim. Tim promises that, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he keeps promising that he's going to make these shorter. But uh, this is some good stuff, so I'm going to read it. Here we go. I have to wonder, do we really have the old Blaine back? I know he has his memories back, but so far he hasn't engaged in any criminal activity. True, he was a lying liar who lied, but he seemed to really want to turn his life around. Even before Peyton showed interest in him, and now even that's lost her. Or even that he's lost her. Uh, He wasn't up to no good in this episode as much as he was in a funk. And even after the prior episode's telling... Selling blue brains isn't exactly wrong so much as dubious. He isn't really hurting anyone, though. Still, he's hurt people in the past. He tried to skirt accountability when he needs to still answer for it slash repent. We'll see if that happens. If it does, I think Peyton may be the key. Rob Thomas said Blaine's feelings for her were genuine. 
So we may need we we may see him sacrifice himself or come through if push comes to shove. I was one of the few who actually enjoyed their dynamic. It was a thoughtful, complex story that was rewarding and validating an awesome female character's defining strengths and was giving a character who has been left mentally and emotionally mangled by horrific abuse an opportunity of redemption and a new life and a support network. And that was exploring some really intriguing questions about what constitutes identity. Then it all ended up being a cheap gotcha that was nothing but a drawn-out rehash of the exact same conflict these two characters already had, with no actual point that framed her wonderful, amazing strengths as weaknesses and poor judgment, and wasn't even consistent with Blaine's characterization as a fill-in. Maybe that was a point, though. Maybe it's not supposed to be like old Blaine. This isn't evil Blaine. This isn't good amnesiac Blaine. This is a Blaine who wanted to change his life, but did the right things for the wrong reasons, and the wrong thing for understandable reasons, even if they too were wrong. If a show like Once Upon a Time can redeem someone like Captain Hook, who killed children slash lost boys, and make him a hero, then I'm not giving up hope for Blaine being a morally gray anti-hero. I just feel like we've been down the evil Blaine road before, and it seems like a bit of a regression at this point. At this point in the show, is there a place for old Blaine? If he doesn't grow and evolve, what is his purpose? To be a foil? To be a wild card? I love to hate to love the old Blaine, but his time had come in my opinion. Of course, after losing everything, Peyton, Donnie, Candy, and next week's events, and why do you keep doing this to me, Tim? I'm not saying anything about next week's events, but here we go. (laughs) I'm going to skip past that. You can see him accepting his lot in life, knowing that no matter what he does, he can change who he is, but he can't change the fact that he did monstrous things. Things there's no coming back from. He might figure he should just embrace that and go back to being a monster, as opposed to a lying douchebag coward. Because he was a lying douchebag coward. If we put him... If we put himself in his shoes, though, can we blame him for lying? Imagine when one day he woke up and suddenly you were overwhelmed with the knowledge and memories of your life as a murderous POS. <laughs> After blissful na- naivety, um, would you want to go back to that? Would you own up to that, even if it was the right thing to do? Or would you want to turn your life around and have a fresh start? I compare it to Liv's secret in the sense that she didn't tell Major or Peyton in Season 1 because she knew it would change how they looked at her. And that she'd lose them. Did we blame her for that? No, we understood it. The difference with Blaine is that his secret could have potentially hurt people and prolonged the cure. Blaine was selfish, whereas Liv was trying to protect her loved ones. Blaine wasn't his peer. He wanted a fresh start and didn't want to do so much to atone. Sure, he let Liv a brain and helped Major track down Natalie, but does he really feel any regret? What can he do to repent? And if he tries to repent, can he ever truly find penance? Oh, boy. Tim, you're killing me here. This is a long, long, long message. Your time is up. I'm just going to skip right to the end and say, to me, Blaine has the most fascinating psyche out of all the characters on the show. I'd say he has the most depth and the most layers. He's not a good person, but he's a great character. That's Tim. Tim, you should post that on Reddit. I think you'll get a lot of upvotes for that. And a lot of people going, (laughs) but he killed a bunch of runaways. (laughs) So uh, <laughs> we'll leave it up to you, folks. Uh, I mean, what do, you, what do you think about Blaine? Are you are you ready to forgive him? Are you ready to accept Blaine into your life, in, into your yes. heart? Yes. You are? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with the murdered a bunch of runaways thing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Screw you, runaways. All right, you want even to even though he <laughs> kept live from be becoming human. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to read Dawn's uh, yeah, email? Go right ahead. Okay. I have a theory. The Was it problem- a demon? <laughs> The problem with all of the suspects and people in general who knew of the cure that we have been shown so far is that, in my opinion, none of them look guilty. That's Blaine, Donnie, Justin, and possibly Fillmore Graves, assuming Justin talked, which looks less and less likely. Hmm. If either Blaine or Donnie stole them, the odds are overwhelming they would be found when they die. Donnie is damn near sure. Uh, damn near sure is a. Damn near a sure thing to crook. <laughs> yeah, and I bet Blaine is too. If Justin had them, he'd be long gone and not sniffing around live. And a- as it's likely he didn't talk t- to uh, Fillmore Graves, is out of the running in my opinion. That leaves the Scoobies, Donnie's posse, Tanner, the Thug, and Candy. Hmm. And Angus, it's got to be Angus. He's sort of off the radar, and if he croaks, there's a good chance those cures will not be found. And if, and they need for those cures not to be found for it to appear to make sense. Cheers, Don. <laughs> well, that was a that's quite the theory. Unfortunately, Don, I had to edit out one sentence of your feedback because I I don't want to give away any spoilers. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's maybe it is Angus. We'll find out eventually. Uh, Alright, let's see Oh, I have a comment from our friend uh, Yerushalmi Who is on our uh, website Writing back to us about um, Some Like It Hot Mess And uh, she's just responding to something we said Um, You express, hey guys You you express confusion about why Clive would care Whether Barb committed manslaughter or committed murder But that scene actually played a pretty important role. Detective work is hard enough, but even after you figure out who done it, you still need enough evidence for a conviction. A confession is the best way to get that. So when Clive gives Barb that whole speech about the hairdryer, he's not trying to help her. He's trying to keep her off balance. If she's thinking about the difference between 20 years in prison and 10 years in prison, she won't be thinking about the difference between asking and not asking for a lawyer. Police procedurals too often take the lazy way out by having the suspect conveniently confess once the proof is revealed. So I absolutely love it when they go out of their way to do something like this. It was a wonderful tactic that gave Clive a chance to show just how good he is at his job. I won't get into actually whether it actually would be a choice between murder and manslaughter in this case. Suffice it to say, the police are allowed to lie during interrogations. I also don't think it's an accident that they went out of their way to do this in the same episode where Peyton mentions the weird, spontaneous confession of the dominatrix's killer. I think the writers set up this contrast deliberately. I can't see dirt nap time until Sunday, but I expect they'll be following up on that at some point. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, basically commenting on the fact that, um, you know, Clive said to uh, What's-Her-Face, Barb, you know, if you confess... Uh, that the that you pl- like plugged in the dryer and threw it in there, it would be murder. If you threw it and didn't realize that it was plugged in, that was manslaughter. So whatever you write down there is what you're confessing to. But I mean, yeah, thinking about it, it's not like they can't just say 
they can't prove that it was murder in court. They at least get her under the confession in the interrogation room. So, yeah. Good thoughts here, Xiaomi. Thanks for writing in. Um, Steph, do you want to read Daisies? Yeah. Okay, Daisies. <laughs> uh, so many new pieces fell into place this episode. First, Justin and Liv. I feel so bad for Major. Last episode, he thought he and Liv could be human together. And now this episode, he's helping Justin and Liv get together. Friend of the year, right? Speaking of Major, I love that he and Justin are guarding hanging out with Baracus. Justin is now on tape as an obvious zombie. If I'm not mistaken, Rob Thomas said Liv's next love interest wouldn't meet the same fate as Laurel and Drake. However, I can't help but feel Justin's fate isn't safe now that a bunch of gun nuts have footage of him. I'm really intrigued with where this is going. Yeah, she's uh, talking about what Rob Thomas said going into the season, but, you know... Could have changed his mind. I'm feeling very conflicted about Blaine. On one hand, he's a terrible person. On the other, he seems to be genuinely hurting. Will he try to redeem himself by helping the gang, perhaps by helping them find the stolen cure? Or will he revert back to uh, revert back and seek revenge on Donnie and his dad? I guess he could do both, too. Mm-hmm. Excited to see where Peyton's plot is going. It seems like something really sketchy is going on, and I can't wait to explore that more. While this week's brain was a little over the top in some <laughs> situations, I loved some of the physical humor it provided. Sock puppet and crawling on the floor in search of the hamster were absolutely amazing. <laughs> Uh, we're on the second half of the season already. It's going, it's going by way too fast, Daisy. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, Telling me. I know. Every time I think about Liv scuff, you know, going across scuttling the, along. The floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she goes so quick. Uh, uh, all right, and our last email here is from Christy, uh, and she wrote a long one too, but she's. It's the first time she's written in, so let's see what she has to say. Hi, Robin and Steph. Long-time listener, first-time commenter here. I'm really excited to have a little extra time to write up some comments on this week's episode. Feel free to use or admit any part you'd like. Yeah, yeah, we, we're recording a day later, so uh, this is probably the reason why we got more feedback, huh? Um, all right, so uh, there's so much going on right now, I hardly know where to start. First, I've never seen anyone roll up their PB&J before. Is peanut butter and jelly sushi a thing? Have I been a lazy sandwich maker all these years? (laughs) I'll be definitely keeping that in the back of my mind in case I ever need to make lunch for my niece and nephew. I thought Liv's interpretation of this week's brain a little odd. Yes, the murder victim was was a preschool teacher, but he was also a womanizer and a serial cheater. I thought she might show some signs of those personality traits as well, particularly since she was in some romantic situations this week. And just because he is one way with his students doesn't mean he's the same way with the adults in his life. I half expected the brain to shift once they got out of the classroom and were interviewing the women he was involved with, but I guess the teacher stuff just overpowered the womanizing stuff. Yeah, like I said, he's his personality is uh, the he's he cares so much and he's a patron. He's a listen. He's a listens. Yeah. yeah. So I guess this is a way of doing that. Having said that, I found this week's brain to be the absolute funniest yet. I always enjoy the humor of the show, but this week went above and beyond with the more physical comedy involved. Between crawling around looking for the class pet and the inappropriate timing of a googly-eyed sock puppet in the interrogation room, I found myself laughing out loud a lot. Adding Clive's reactions on top just made it even better. 
I'm very excited to see what happens with Peyton and her new case. We don't often get to see what happens after Clive and Liv solve the crime. Most notably how Clive explains how he did it without mentioning Liv's involvement in any of the paperwork. And man, this is a sticky one. I have every confidence that Peyton is the best person to get to the bottom of it. I really enjoyed seeing our main characters at the scratching post. I have to say, though, I've never seen a group of young, fit men so excited to pay for sex. (laughs) (laughs) If it was like when Liv and Lowell met over the only other zombie they had each encountered, I would kind of understand. But these guys work and live in a community of zombies. Is that just a guy thing? Maybe Fillmore Graves should have singles nights. (laughs) That's a great idea, Christy. (laughs) Yeah, because I immediately thought like, what? They can't have sex. There's no other women. I'm like, wait, there's probably other women soldiers, right? Yeah, because there's like a school. There's a school. Yeah. Um, now for Major, while I'm glad he has a friend at work that he can trust with his new big secret, would he really be that okay with his friend wanting to woo Liv? It wasn't that long ago when Liv and Major were intimate again and thought they had our chance to get back together as humans. I'm looking forward to hearing your takes because you always catch things that go right over my head and I'm hoping this is the case here too. <laughs> Otherwise, I just can't nope. wrap my head around <laughs> such a shift. Yeah, you didn't catch that scene when Major was like, I'm done with Liv. And Liv said, I'm not I'm not a fan of Major at all. Nope. <laughs> uh, and yeah, no, we didn't catch anything. You did so. Yeah. Speaking of the cures, Liv was awfully quick to take Blaine's word that he didn't steal the syringes. I think I may need to rewatch and see if there was something in that exchange that I missed because Liv went from full on zombie mode to chill pretty fast. Oh, Blaine, what are we going to do with you? I know he really liked Peyton, but he had to have known that time was running out and that he could keep only keep the con going for so long. A true con man like Blaine would have had a plan in place for when the truth came out. And now he is left with no friends or allies, bleeding on the floor of his funeral home. How in the world is he going to get out of this one? And is anyone else surprised that his dad wanted him killed? Yeah, I was I was surprised. Definitely. That seemed a little extreme to me, considering Blaine gave him his money back and Donnie had stolen all Blaine's clients. I was under the impression he just wanted payback. What changed? And now the big scene. There were so many things that went wrong, and most of them could have been avoided. Maybe Justin wears a mask, too. Maybe they decide to disable all the tires instead of just the front two. Most of this could be explained away because Major and Justin aren't professional, lifelong mercenaries. I'm not even sure what they were trying to accomplish with this ambush. Were they just trying to scare them away? Were they supposedly supposed to take the guys into custody? That being said, if they were dealing with known threats like the Wham Bam guys... Wouldn't Fillmore Graves have put their best and brightest on their mission instead of a former DJ and the new guy? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. That was a good call. Uh, Yeah, by the way, I think they just put a spike strip down, and if they kept driving, they would have disabled all four tires. That's just me. Okay. Um, Regardless, they've certainly made a mess. Hopefully, Fillmore Graves has a protocol for dealing with incidences of full-on zombie mode. I'm going to cut myself off now and let you move on. Thanks for all your hard work. It's a joy to be able to geek out with other fans, even if only through a podcast. Until next time, Christy. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for listening. Good thoughts. Um, come to Dragon Con. Come to Dragon we Con. Geek out. We can all geek out together. Oh, not, you can geek out. I'm stuck in Vermont. Yeah. And freaking Rose, Raul, and Robert Buckley are just a couple hours away. Like, Almost three hours away from me in New York City right now. They're in New York City. Why are they in New York? Up fronts. 
Remember way uh, at the beginning of the of, of this but podcast I didn't know where, where I talked about were. I thought the upfronts <laughs> were in Los Angeles. No, they were in New York. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to read Efrex's. All right. Hey, Robin and Steph. No, it says, hey, Steph and Robin. <laughs> Whoa. Congrats. Hey, now. Ooh. The podcast Congrats is on- called I Zombie Podcast of Robin and Steph. But he's not – anyway. All right. uh, Congrats on all the new subscribers. You guys deserve all the praise and then – oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, something I announced on Twitter. We've like almost doubled our subscribers since the beginning of the season. So all you folks that joined us for season three, I I really hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you go back and uh, check out some of our older interviews. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean I think it's great that the the fandom has really taken off. Yeah. Meetup Dragon Con this year, yes. But I can't uh, go. Meetup Vermont, like some pasture. <laughs> we'll share a Ben and Jerry's. Talk about like maybe le- weed being illegal uh, eventually. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Go ahead. <laughs> Most of that sounds wonderful, especially the ice cream. <laughs> uh, okay, Efrex's email. Uh, we're getting a season four. So awesome. Yay. So awesome. I'm sure he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> I just hope that next season, Rob and Diane either get a larger set of episodes to work with or they pare down the storylines. I'm loving a lot of things about this season, but the pacing seems really off sometimes, particularly in this episode with the Liv and Justin relationship starting up. Liv and Major just rekindled their romance in one of the most beautiful, heartfelt scenes we've seen all series. And two weeks later, he's letting her go. Because they haven't found a cure right away. Sorry, I'm not buying it. Yeah, it's like but, he's, he's yeah. not even talking about it either. So that's even. God, sorry. Yeah. Major's attempt to fake being a zombie to fit in at Fillmore Graves strikes me as a, a really bad idea. Although I can see it opening up some interesting issues of individual and group identity. Blaine's had a pretty bad day, huh? Couldn't happen to a more deserving guy. And it was, uh, and it and it was great seeing live in full on zombie mode again. Candy's betrayal was fantastic too, as Blaine's self centered, as Blaine's self centeredness finally bites him big time. I'm not happy with the final scene with Dino though. That looks like a pretty high caliber cannon that Dino was packing. A gut shot from that would leave a human being completely unable to move, let, let alone negotiate. Mm. The interrogation scene where Clive pushes Liv's sock puppet back under the desk and me in stitches. <laughs> I would have not predicted that Clive's joining Team Z would make his straight man routine even funnier, but his anticipation of and reaction to Liv's personality switches have been a constant joy throughout the season. I agree. Malcolm Goodwin has has just been killing it. Very interesting to see the dominatrix murder case being an ongoing development. If memory serves, we last saw Harry Thorne, the sleazy defense lawyer who hijacked the Reckler case back in The Exterminator in season one. Way, The way the writers interweave storylines, I'm wondering if and how this case fits into a bigger picture. You forgot Real Time, Bad Housewife there, Efrax, but go ahead. Time for some nitpicking in the last scene with the zombie truthers. The truck wouldn't have blown both sets of tires going over the spike strip. There's no way the truck could handle that well, even if just the front tires were blown. Don't Justin and Major have a vehicle around to give chase in? I know, I know. Plots always trumps 
logic. Things are about to get really hairy with these guys, aren't they? Can't wait to hear your takes. All the best, Efrex. <laughs> Thanks, Efrex. All right, we got a couple of a uh, couple of uh, Facebook posts to read here, and then we gotta get into our uh, spoiler section and get the heck out of here. This is a long episode, um, so. Folks, if we start getting uh, some, if we keep getting major, major amounts of pun intended uh, feedback like this, I might have to start taking, a, picking and choosing. Unfortunately, but all right. So let's do some of that. You got Facebook open? I can no. <laughs> Go ahead. You got one from uh, Rose. Uh, not 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 Rose McIver. Um, as she was on teacher's brain, should she have not been flirting with the female suspects a little? They kept emphasizing he was a womanizer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave says, uh, Dave or Steph says, uh, still uncertain who stole the cure. Blaine said he did not, but since when can, can he be trusted? Same goes for Donnie. Can really trust him either. They are really spending a lot of time on the case of Peyton. We really have not seen this side of the cases yet. Wonder if there's going to be a lot more, even though the guy killed or was murdered himself. <laughs> uh, Blaine, rough day, well-deserved, but I still feel sorry for him. Amazing that I can say that knowing what an evil scumbag Blaine is. <laughs> Enjoy the fun, Donnie. Something tells me Angus is going to be pretty unpleased with the way he's been handling things. Nor are the folks at Fillmore going to be pleased with such an open and flagrant display of zombie kind. Yeah, that's true. When the guy who spends too much time in the boat Sorry, I forgot their names already Is confronted with his wife's cheating I thought, wow, that was poorly acted Then the reveal that they were covering up for each other Made it okay Okay, I think you're getting you guys mixed up uh, Dave and or Steph um, The guy in the boat was Miss Eleanor's husband The guy that actually did the murder was uh, His name was Will And he was the one that liked to watch from the closet Anyway uh, Major was way too cool with Justin attempting to hook up with Liv. And while we're on the subject of du- du- uh, Justin, is there even a tanning method that would let someone die that dark? Forgive my ignorance of tanning methods. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's bronzer of different colors. I'm, I'm not an expert, though. Um, uh, well, the guys caught Justin in full zombie mode. Going to be interesting. A serious continuity issue, though. Major and Justin caused the front tires to blow Due to the spike strips <laughs> Then just moments later the driving, driving way Just fine you can see the tires fully inflated <laughs> Alright and uh, Last bit from Marissa because I think well, Jeff I want to I would definitely thank Jeff for Creating this thread in our group I totally forgot And uh, yeah he's just Saying stuff he's, he said uh, He loves how the stereotypes are getting turned Upside down yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, finally, Marissa says, "Live in Justin's courtship. This episode was cute. From Justin asking Major's blessing to their scratching post date, and especially that note at the end. Although I love that the show pointed out that being Liv's boyfriend is like being the drummer for Spinal Tap. We were definitely all thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Major and Justin, I'm glad that Justin figured out that Major is human again. Having an ally inside Fillmore Grays will help him keep his cover." Also, we're shown that having secrets doesn't help friendships, and I want to help. I want Justin to hang around for a while. Although, getting yourself on video in full-on zombie mode isn't a great way to ensure that. Dun dun dun. 
moving on to Peyton, I knew there was something fishy about the Dominatrix's murders. Dominatrix murders confession. Now the question is, who wants to blackmail material so badly? Uh, wants that blackmail material so badly? Obviously, the murderer was compensated in some way, probably the same way Abel Kuntz was in Veronica Mars, via a payment to his family. Spoilers. Uh, I'm finally Blaine Although it was really satisfying seeing him lose everything I couldn't help being the slightest bit sorry for him Uh, Doesn't he realize he has the power to change his life If that's what he wants Either that or he'll go full evil again Take back everything I can't decide which would be more interesting Also it's fun seeing Adam Kaufman Who played Parker and Buffy As the original defense attorney Yes Awesome, awesome, awesome So much feedback Man we had just as much feedback as we had show this uh, this uh, episode. So, uh, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody for feedback again. Oof, if we start getting some heavy feedback like that, um, might have to edit edit some out. But I will I will definitely be responding to them if if I if I can't keep them in the show. Uh, my throat is dry, but I still have one more thing to do. But first, uh, let's uh, take a quick break while we listen to this preview for next week's episode, Eat a Knievel. Don't try this at home! So who's hungry for some barbecue? Hang on a sec, I'm just going to staple this guy's tongue. I am so going to bag tag you. Awesome! I'll give you 300 bucks if you let me zap you with this. These all... I, Zombie, all new this Tuesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. And that was the trailer for Edith Knievel. Uh, let me read you the plot description stuff. Are you awake over there? You're right? Mm-hmm. All right. Jason Doring guest stars. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to say that right out of the gate. Liv shares the brain of a former daredevil with her new boyfriend. Wow, they said she's they're using the B word in this uh, plot synopsis. And the exper- and the experience brings them closer. Blaine is back to his old ways. Meanwhile, Ravi makes progress in his new research. Finally, a discovery is made that could put Major in grave danger. So- okay, so. As I was saying earlier, mm. okay, the brain has to be in the blue stuff for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So that means the next episode will not be that the Wexler brain. I, so it might be the next week. I'm thinking it's going to be a couple weeks ahead. I'll get to that. Okay. Let me, let's talk a little bit about what we know about next week. Um, first, I, I, you know, I post press photos every week on our Twitter account. Just the ones that the CW releases, but I felt a little mm-hmm. mm, awkward about posting the ones that we've gotten. But I, I posted them anyway. Hopefully, nobody takes offense. But yeah, in those press photos, it shows uh, Blaine um, getting revenge on his dad, um, Angus, who has like tied up, hanging over some sort of well contraption, like he's about to lower him inside a well. Huh. <laughs> and Blaine. Is his hair's looking very white and his skin's looking very pale. So, and he's lost his makeup, girl. So, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's a zombie next week. <laughs> well, see, I thought about that, you yeah. know. 
you know, he's dying like Major was at the end of season one. You know, is somebody going to come by and scratch him to save his life? I'm thinking he's going to pay Dino to do it. Oh. Yeah. Dino will be his sire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Some other press photos showed Liv and Justin just hanging out in a park on a picnic blanket at night. And it looks like they're setting off some sort of fireworks or rockets or something. This daredevil brain looks like a lot of fun. It's, it's basically jackass. Like lives on Steve. Yeah. Steve-o oh brain. my gosh. Yeah. When she was like, he was all bzz, bzz, and bleh, bleh. That, that cracked to me. Uh. Yeah. There's gonna be some sort of joke with the cattle prod because you know in the jackass movies they always like you know dared each other to do like horrible, horrific things to uh. each other. And I think Liv wants to shock either uh, shock either uh, Clive or Justin with a cattle prod. Uh, it looks. I couldn't make. I couldn't figure it out from the preview. Uh, Liv's crushing a beer can against her head. That was funny. And there's this also the scene in the extended trailer where like this moment of Liv uh, uh, stapling some guy's tongue to a table, <laughs> or attempt, or about, or he's about, or she's about to to the interrogation table, and also bag tagging what looks like a twelve year old. Bag, you know, Ooh. bag tagging means. Uh, bag tagging? No. Yeah, hit him at, hitting him in a nest. <laughs> Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, John Molina writes next week's episode. I'm really hoping that we're able to get an interview with him. Um, that, that'll be coming out in a bonus episode. I'm, I might be more firm on it by next week's episode. Um, and I just wanted to say to people like, Hey, if you're looking for like cast members to be on, I got to say they're all on hiatus and you know, they might be doing other things or just, just enjoying their time off. I don't really want to bug them. There's been a couple of cast members. I don't want to say their name, but they, they've expressed interest. I don't want to say their name because I don't want to promise anything or put them on the spot or anything. So just just so you all know that I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we, I would really love to know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think I've mentioned at least one of them to you before, but. Uh, I'll mention after I'm done. Sorry, listeners. I, again, I don't want to like put them on the spot on this episode. I appreciate anybody who comes on our show, even you, Steph. Yeah. Uh, so the next two after this episode, um, Edith and Evil, are called Twenty Sided Die, which is the Dungeon Master Brain, the one that everybody's looking forward to. Get out, wait. <laughs> and uh, what was recently announced the the episode title is uh, Return of the Dead Guy. Return of the Dead Guy. And that is the one... Well, I'll say that each of these episodes, uh, it looks like they're going to have... We're going to have a return appearance by a season two cast member in each of these episodes. One episode is going to have one. One episode... The other episode is going to have the other. These are spoilerific, so I don't know. People might want to tune out, you know. Um, But, uh, all right. I guess those people are gone. Uh, 20-Sided Die. It showed in press photos that... uh, Clive talking to a certain Dale Bazio on the street. <gasps> oh, good. And Return of the Dead Guy um, is a plot description um, I heard about uh, before the season began where um, Liv is going to be on uh, a brain where a guy had was seeing visions of his dead wife. Now, I'm wondering if that's – I'm thinking that's probably Weckler's brain. I'm thinking. Oh, because he has mental issues. Mental yeah, issues. Yeah. 
And uh, it was revealed in earlier interviews before the season began that uh, Liv was going to be uh, seeing visions of Drake. So, mm. so yeah. So, yeah, two season two cast members returning for one-off guest appearances. Um, I still well, I, I was looking on IMDb, and I thought I saw that the reporter was back. What reporter? The reporter, isn't he dead? Hmm. What reporter? <laughs> my brain, my brain is dead. You could have to be more specific. The re- you know the reporter. The reporter. On. Oh, the one from season one where she was working for the newspaper and then ends up getting killed in the next episode. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. She's the one that uh, got Major to call Clive on the phone and kind of got did a gotcha on Clive and then published. Anyway, we're going on way too long. We'll talk more after the episode's done. I just want to say, I uh, still don't know the episode title of episode 11. So, again, it's like 8 is Edith Knievel, 9 is 20-Sided Die, 10 is Return of the Dead Guy. Don't know the title of episode 11. But then there's 12 and 13, and that's Looking for Mr. Goodbrain Parts 1 and 2. So that's six episodes left in our season. It's going too quick. Well, guys, I think it's time to say goodbye. Robin, what are you doing? I'm not Robin. I'm Dante the Dragon. And guess who deserves a sticker for recording another great podcast? Me? Yay! Damn straight. Bye, everybody. Hands on top. Everybody stop. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!